Hello everyone and welcome back to yet another episode of The Tight Beam. As you guys may recall, we did in fact cut our single recording for the finale into two episodes so that we could include your listener feedback for the finale just because we know how important it is to connect with you guys and we know how much the finale meant to so many people. So we wanted to make sure you got a chance to have your voice heard in a finale episode. So we broke the episode up about halfway through. So here is the second half of our finale coverage covering from when the Rossi uh, assaults Medina to the end of the episode. Hope you guys enjoy and I'll see you when we cut into the listener responses later on the episode. Enjoy. All right, so are you ready to you talk about, about the door about the assault? <laughs> Let's do it. All right, the Gian Batista approaches the ring. Um, Naomi's Sims project that they should assault, sorry, that they should only lose 20% of the strike team. Um, the ships turn and fires a mix of crates and assault team pods into the ring space as the Rossi hides behind it. Holden plans to fly close to the edge of the space until he can maneuver behind Medina, but the Rossi is hit and starts to lose power. Clarissa is able to fix it without her mods, but she gets hurt in the process. I thought she died. Holden manages to take out Medina's comms with the railgun. Amos and Bobby make it to the railgun array. With their team, their target is the control centers of the railguns, but they are quickly overwhelmed by enemy fire and won't be able to make it up without more converging fire. However, Holden is pinned behind Medina until the railguns are shut down, and they realize they have to just make a run for it. Bobby decides to go uh, do it alone in her armor and forces to and is forced to destroy the reactor that powers the guns. Amos goes to shield her, but is saved by the Rasinante. They're safe, but they won't be able to fire on the free Navy ships. Man, I thought this entire sequence was so visually stunning. Yeah. Uh, it was incredible. From the moments of the thousands, well, hundreds, if not thousands, of uh, shipping containers that are going through the ring to the, mm-hmm. the Rossi um, turning and burning. Uh, across the the gate itself um to the rail guns firing at each other and the, mm-hmm. the purple mist the rosy rail gun has and mm. um even bobby in her suit and the <laughs> the quick deaths as she's trying to make her like last stand as they mm-hmm. push and she's giving orders and the guy takes a sniper round to the face <laughs> yeah and it's just so action-packed and i had moments of like you know going back to um saving private ryan's opening mm-hmm. scenes uh, mm-hmm. just like this this is getting real uh some of my favorite moments of this sequence is the rosy um ducking in behind a medina station as it's trying to dodge targeting from the railguns mm-hmm. there's just so much going on here and uh oh of course uh, my man himself uh moaning and groaning on his way down sitting on the <laughs> throne <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, that was um, quite the ride that he went in. At least For he sure. peed before. Yeah. Now, what was the line that he said? Nobody pees. Nobody, no, nobody dies, dies with a full bladder. Yeah, yeah nobody yeah. dies with a full bladder. 
There's actually something I meant to send you guys. I'm getting it now while we're talking, but what's really interesting is when everybody's checking in from the assault team, all of the names of the members of the assault team are all like sci-fi characters. Um, like all like I saw uh Sea Shepherd, Commander Shepherd, Ripley uh was yeah. in there. Yep. Um Ke- Kevin Flynn from Tron even made an appearance. <laughs> Joe actually, and you're gonna love him for this. Joe actually went in and tried to identify as many as he could. There are some he identified that he didn't actually like um get to put into the graphic, but I still would like to send it to you guys and we can come back to it after you look at it. We'll talk about something else until then. Um but Just- it's a very fun scene. While you're you're going through that, if we go back to the book itself, one of the ships that the OPA is using, I'm pretty sure it's the OPA, um, it, maybe it was Earth. I can't remember. One of the fleet ships was called the Mark Watney, which is uh-huh. from the Martian. That was yeah. um, Matt Damon's character's name in the Martian. Oh yep. yes. So I dropped it in the in the chat sure. for you guys. Um, there was just so much this. This scene is so good. There's so many great things in this scene from each and every one of the characters. Can can I just say, like, I cheered a little bit when Holden was like, our turn, mothers. <laughs> I was like, he's, look at him go, cursing up a storm. Good for him. Um, it's There's just so much going on um, with with everything, with the, the assault is is so tense like you're worried for everybody the entire time uh the rasinante getting so close to the edge of the the ring space um there's also like there's a a moment when you know when holden or not holden amos is calling holden for help and you could see Holden's like worrying about it because obviously he wants to help, but he can't get there because the railguns are still up. And when the railguns go down, you or not when the railguns go down, before the railguns go down, before he even says anything to Naomi, you can see that he's realizing that he's going to have to make a run for it himself. Yeah. Like he's going to have to risk the Rossi. So when Naomi comes up, the, you know, she's like, Jim, I'm back. And the first thing he says to her is like, we're going to have to do it. We're going to have to go. Like, because they, they need us. They're getting pinned down and they need us. And obviously, um, the call, the, Bobby makes the call before he can get there um, to just blow the, the rail guns, which are their only hope of stopping Marco from, from getting through the, the ring. Um, and obviously, we, there's more to say about that when we get into the next section. But like here, here we are we're making all these difficult calls that are going to put us at risk each and every time because it's, it's all we can do. I I also did laugh a little when Amos was like, F yeah, Rossi. (laughs) He's so excited when Holden finally pulls the ship around to to help them. But like, you know, here we are, we don't have the rail guns, but man, every second of this fight up to that point is so stressful and it's so well done. And everyone does such a great job. And I'm glad Clarissa didn't die. Um, I'm glad a lot of people didn't die. (laughs) I was so so proud of her. And that was such a great moment with Naomi um, coming in, pressing their helmets together so she can hear her. And, and Clarissa telling her, like, I didn't use my mods. Like the fact that she's 
sharing that information with Naomi and Naomi is like the, the head engineer. She's the XO. So like it's, it's, it's kind of got a double meaning. Like it's her telling Naomi, look, like I, I used my mods on you once before, but look, I didn't use my mods to save us. I did it on my own. And also look, I did it. I, I, I fixed the ship. And just that this little moment, like, um, I hit my head and her saying, I thought you were gone. No such luck. I didn't use my mods, just a ratchet strap and some elbow grease. I'm going to earn my keep. And Naomi saying that was a good start. Yeah. It's just, finally, this is what I wanted. Everyone together. It was just such a, it was great. Um, it was like the one relaxing moment <laughs> of the whole stretch of, of content here. No, I, I really enjoyed that interaction and the fact that she was so worried about getting down there to see if she was okay was mm -hmm. shows the growth that Naomi has gone through in this entire season. Mm -hmm. um, so I really appreciated that nod. Um, and yeah, it was, it was one of the nicer moments in this particular <laughs> moment because there was a lot of times where I, on uh, like, I thought Bobby was dead. I thought Amos was going to die. Um, I definitely thought Clarissa was going to die. Um, so there was a lot of high stakes here. Uh, I'm kind of surprised that they didn't kill somebody else off, but I'm kind of glad that they didn't. Yeah. I was expecting a little bit more from the Bobby charge. Like, obviously, she saved the day and she, she won her victory, but she literally just, like, ran straight forward firing. And was, if we go back to, what was it, season three? Uh, where they're training on Mars and she's bouncing all around. I thought there was going to be a lot more um, dynamic attack instead of just um, running gun. Mm. So I guess that's my only criticism of the scene. But um, for a you know ten out of ten, it's still great. Mm. Uh, that, it's a minor criticism. Yeah. My my only other thing that I enjoyed it was before the whole thing started. Um. There was them teaching Clarissa how to say good hunting. In the book, it was Naomi. Um, yeah. But I liked that it was Clarissa because she'd never been in battle before. Um, and and Bobby and Amos saying it at the same right. time. And then Holden just like, same to you all, Rasinante out. Um, mm. It just felt really, like, almost final, but really nice. But I think the, my favorite part of that whole thing was uh, Amos says to Bobby, those odds aren't terrible, a little worse than Russian roulette. And Bobby says, what's that, a casino game? And Amos's face and the long pause just goes, kinda. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, 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 I, I mean, guess. Based on luck, right? <laughs> based on some crazy luck, if you ask me. But yeah, it was, man, what a great sequence. Yeah, this, this was... Uh very action-packed i really enjoyed this this whole entire scene because again it makes you the first time that you're watching it and, and you, you don't really know what's gonna what the outcome is gonna be um mm -hmm. so it's it was amazing all right so anything else in terms of the assault on the ring all right so let's get into the last stand all right uh so marco receives word from duarte they that they will not be sending him additional help and that the Laconia gate is now closed to outsiders. Philip joins him and Marco expects an apology, but Philip wants 
to understand how he can cope with what they've done in the wake of Rosenfeld's death and how close he came to being killed himself. Philip makes it clear he no longer sees things the way Marco does, that he never really chose the legacy his father is giving him. Seeing this, Marco reassures himself by giving the crew a rousing speech about their coming victory. He manages to rally the troops, but not Philip. Avicerella updates Holden and informs them that there's no help to give. The Rossi is on its own. As they strategize, Holden suggests blowing the Giambattista uh, in the hopes it will weaken them uh, enough to take it out. Amos makes sure Holden is committed to killing Marco, but Holden's mercy has run out. As they discuss their suicide run, Naomi realizes they can use the gate entities and ever everything they've learned to make the free Navy ships disappear in transit. Holden is concerned they could wake up the entities for good, but Naomi knows that this is their best chance to take Marco out for good. As the Pella approaches the ring, the Rossi crew pushes the Guillaume Batista and torpedoes in from their side. Naomi thinks of Philip and overloads the reactor. Marco watches the transit, realizing something is wrong. As he gives the order to veer off the Pella and he is and her escort are eaten by the ring. On the Rossi, Bobby and Amos are relieved, but Naomi is devastated and breaks down in Holden's arms. Man, the feeling that must be going through Naomi's mind, thinking that she just murdered her own son. Mm-hmm. The scream that she made while she was seated yeah. was gut wrenching. I it was it, yeah. Disgusting. I would say this was the hardest moment in the entire episode. Because you mm-hmm. want to cheer, you want to be like uh, Bobby and Amos because they're smiling, but you also feel the loss mm-hmm. and but you know what it couldn't have gone any other way naomi yeah. needed to be the one to pull the shot it could not have been holden mm-hmm. and thankfully unbeknownst to them and the, the story um as they know it uh philip did escape mm-hmm. yeah so there there's that at least we know as viewers that there there's more to that storyline if they choose to go that way and um, in our own imaginations, they can reconnect and and all that. And mm-hmm. we'll talk about more about that in a, in a little bit. Mm. Yeah. But this seems such a... I don't, I don't want to say cop-out. That's not the right thing. But it just seems an uh, undignified way for Marco and the Free mm. Navy to go out on. Mm. Yeah, I wanted to see a little bit of more shots in his body before he got taken out by the the ring. But I kind of wanted I wanted to see a realization on Marco's face that he was about to die. Mm. We kind of got something was wrong in his face as he was trying to like stop <clears throat> the Pella from going through and transversing the ring, but I don't think Marco knew the gravity of what was about to happen. Mm. Um, I do like the visual that they had, and this goes back to to Miller in season four and what he was seeing uh, with the the builders. Mm. So I thought that was really neat. There's there's a lot uh, to unpack in the 
acapella scenes before <laughs> they go through the ring. Sorry, Adira is like sniffing my face. Um, so Marco, you know, we said that Philip goes to Marco. Um, and they have this conversation about how like Philip never chose this and and all that. Uh, I left a. Can you not eat my glasses? Um, I left a note from episode one. There's a line where, because um, this this kind of will loop back around later, but he always talks about how he gave Philip his name. And we're going to come back to that, but he brings it up again. And he says, you're my son. After all this time, you still cannot see what you've been given. And Philip says, I do now. Oh, yeah. Because he's been given this, this guilt. And, like, Marco is still just like, well, some people's death means freedom for others. And he's still, like, not, he's still going on. Like, Rosenfeld's dead. And and Philip is devastated. And he's trying to understand how, like, how his dad doesn't feel guilt for killing the series belters. Obviously, he's not going to say that. Um, but, you know, he's sitting here thinking about that. That they, they killed belters on series. He's like, how do you do it? How do you live with all this? He's just like, well, their deaths are worth it for our cause. And Philip can't can't see that. Yeah. How killing Belters is worth it for saving Belters. Like, he just can't. It doesn't compute. And Marco's here, you know, just like, I gave you my name. I gave you this legacy. And you, like, you're so, like, or you're ungrateful or blah, blah, blah. And Marco, and Philip says, like, death for the cause or death for you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh. He's finally saying everything he's thinking. And so when Marco sees that he's losing Philip, what does he do? Does what he does best. He goes and gives a rousing speech. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I, I, he does, first of all, he does bring up the Rocinante because he always has to bring up the Rocinante. But my favorite part of his speech was how he says to them, <laughs> lift your heads, your eyes, your hearts, your spirits, and know this. We have been bloodied. And he's the only one with no blood on him. The only one. Everyone else has blood on them. They're dirty. They're devastated. And he's like, yes, we have been bloodied. And he's completely clean. The symbolism. (laughs) It's the symbolism of it all. He never bloodies himself or he doesn't allow himself to be bloodied. So, of course, he never feels guilt for what he's done because he doesn't directly do anything. And so here he is trying to rally the troops, and he does. And we see Philip is done. Philip is absolutely done. There is nothing this man can say because he knows the truth. He knows that it's not what Marco is saying is not what Marco is actually feeling. And Philip has finally figured that out. And there's nothing Marco can say that can convince him that Marco is telling the truth. And he's done. Obviously, we see the the culmination of that later, but yes, Philip, yes, good job, my boy. Um, I also loved, I also loved uh, when they they're talking on the Rossi. They're talking about killing Marco, and Amos specifically looks at Holden and he says, "As long as we try to take out Marco, I'm in." Like, he's testing Holden. He's like, well, we are definitely going to do that. Um, like, almost like he's done. He's going to kill him. Like, don't worry, don't worry, Amos. I'm ready to blow this man to hell because Naomi said I can. Um, 
I just there's a lot of really interesting conversations like Holden making it clear it's a suicide run and saying like if anybody wants out we'll take them to Medina they don't have to join us like we're gonna do what we can and like Naomi telling everyone her plan there's just so much so much going on here like seeing this crew that's always like always put themselves on the line for other people are going to do it one last time and you know hearing them talk about it and trying to come up with a plan and it's just it really like takes you back to all the previous final battles in this show and it's just like this is the final battle and it's the Rossi and the Pella and it's all come down to this and um Naomi figures out how they're gonna kill him without you know any blood on their hands but it's it's the the best chance they have because yes they could they could absolutely like fire on them with everything they got but Holden says they don't have a lot left and they're they're outgunned mm-hmm. and so you know Naomi he's like well maybe we can you know blow the John Batista's reactor take a couple of them out and then that way it makes our odds better, but it's still a suicide run. And that's when Naomi's like, there's a way we can do this that might not require us at all to do that. And um, I mean, obviously they still have to use all their torpedoes because they have to overload it. But Naomi being the one to suggest this is is meaningful and it's sad. Um, because obviously, yeah, it means the death of her son. Yeah. And you, um, you- you mentioned that they would do this without any blood being spilt, but what I think you mean is without firing a shot. That's what, yeah, that is. So what I meant. Marco is dying to his own arrogance mm-hmm. as he enters the ring space as a conquering hero. You mentioned that they would do this without any blood being spilt, but what I think you mean is without firing a shot. That's what, yeah, that is. So what I meant. Marco is dying to his own arrogance. Mm-hmm as he enters the ring space as a conquering hero, but yet he is nothing more than a, a message of... Yeah, yeah he, he's nothing. He wasn't even ready to fight. He was standing, like, he wasn't ready for combat or anything because he was so sure of his own victory yeah. against the Rocinante that he wasn't even strapped in for a fight as soon as they got through the ring he knows the Rasinante is waiting for him like it, it is absolutely his arrogance he has he's no just idea what's waiting for him because nope. the comms have been knocked out on Medina mm-hmm. so the only thing that he's walking into is he knows the Rossi is there he knows all those um, crates are there the shipping containers mm-hmm. The only thing that they had on their side was, what, three, maybe four um, mm-hmm. uh, cannons? And that was yeah. it. Railguns. Sorry. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Um, I'm surprised they went in as arrogant as they did, but that is yeah. Marco's demise. Anything, Andrew, that you want to say about? No, I think I have said, um, like, my biggest point when it comes to the um to the last stand um so no nothing nothing else it was a tragic moment um I do agree with Fred that like perhaps seeing him suffer a little bit more would have been nice um Mm -hmm. 
But I think that maybe Naomi can take comfort in the fact that, like, if Philip would have died, like, he wouldn't have suffered because it didn't mm-hmm. seem like it, there was a lot of suffering that yeah. Marco underwent. Man, that you're right. That that shot with Naomi is so upsetting. And yeah. then, I mean, even even the next shot too, when Holden's holding her and she's like watching the screen. Yeah. Man, Dominique. Well, he did look like her son. That uh, <laughs> yeah. It's just it, it, that scene's probably going to be hard to watch for forever. Mm-hmm. Um, she really killed it. Pleased with that. Well, you guys ready to talk about the final arc? Oh dear. Shannon, do not cry. I'm going to try not to. We'll see. Because I I put how I described the final shot in here. And when I typed it, I cried. So we'll see how it goes. Oh dear. All right. Let's talk about the aftermath. On series, the leaders of the Allied fleet, including Holden, are in talks about forming a transport union to control traffic through the rings. The inner powers don't want to give control to the belt, only representation. Drummer argues that their promises are always seen as good enough for the belt, despite always going back on them or harming them. So why is the belt's promise not good enough for them? Seeing it falling apart, Holden points out that Marco wasn't wrong about the treatment of belters, and that as long as Earth and Mars refuse to trust the belt, there will never be peace. Avasarala suggests making an independent agency with a voted-upon leader, and as she describes the ideal candidate, all eyes turn to Holden, which was the funniest shot in the whole episode, I gotta say. When Drummer nods at him, he says he'll consider it if assurances are made. Later, Holden gives a speech. When his speech ends, he continues talking about how important the transport union is for the belt and the future for the belt. Inspired by his respect and sometimes love for belters, he announces that his first act as president will be to resign, making Kamina Drummer president of the transport union. After Avasarala figures out that he'd outmaneuvered her with Drummer's help, she threatens to undo it, but Holden insists that she leave it for the sake of the peace. They shake hands on it. The Rossi leaves series station with Bobby in the pilot's chair. Clarissa, finally in a Rossinante jumpsuit, gifts Amos a new Oni pin and reveals she'd made one for herself, too. That was cute. That was so cute. I love the way she popped her collar, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> loved it. Loved every single second of that. Holden joins Naomi. As she talks to him about making the choice to do something to help others, it is revealed that Philip left the Pella on the repair skiff during Marco's speech, escaping before they reached the ring. He survived and changed his name and pilot ID to Philip Nagata. As Holden worries about what they will do next and where the missing sample is, Naomi asks him to just sit with her for a while. They cuddle up together, and James Holden finally relaxes. The Rocinante burns into the expanse. It's Drive Plume blending in with the far-off stars. <laughs> <laughs> the end. You did it. But Almost. The, yeah, I can do it. As the credits finish, the music becomes tense. The red light spread through the ring as it cuts to black. You did it. I did you it. did it. <laughs> uh, now we're going to give wow. her a minute. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and you guys I, start. You guys start. <laughs> So I, I really enjoyed um, just the whole entire series um, moment when they're deciding what's going to happen with the rings and who's going to be in charge of it. And I really, really enjoyed the the fact that they appoint, like, they all eyes turn to Holden 
And there's a moment where after there's an argument with Drummer and stuff like that, Holden looks at Drummer, she gives him a nod. Um, and at first you you kind of think that like she's agreeing that he will be the one to um, the the best option and she would trust that option. Um, but in the end, like they, they kind of like do a reverse reverse car on uh, Uno card on her uh, on Avasarala and um, Holden decides to give the the ability to control the ring gates and stuff to a drummer. And I think she deserved it. Um, and it was nice to be able to see Micho um, and Joseph um, there um, as she was given this this position um and i hope that that means that they are able to rebuild and rekindle that family that they had you mentioned that drummer deserves it and yes i i do believe that drummer deserves to have a position of power don't get me wrong and, and respect from the inners but it's the opa that deserves it it's the belters that deserves to yeah. have control of the ring space it's their home it's their mm -hmm. space it's their ship they built it they bled for it. it it's theirs and i'm glad holden did what he did he had to maneuver to make it happen sure underneath it all i think avasarella wanted them to have it but she couldn't convince herself so holden had to push them to, to get it there and i'm glad it worked out the way that it did and after it all happened she shook on it and i think she felt relief that it did happen the way that it did she may be nervous about it rightfully so it's a big change but you have to trust your partners you have to trust the people that you know, there, there was trust to go into the battle, and now there has to be trust after the battle. If You, you can't have it both ways. So I, I'm glad they ended up where they did. I think part of why Avasarala wanted Holden in charge was because she felt like she could control Holden. Like, he's he's a little bit of a loose cannon, but she knows how to deal with him, whereas yeah. Drummer is yeah. an unknown. She's a belter. There, There's a lot of things they're never going to agree on, whereas Holden, like she considers Holden, can be reasonable, quote-unquote. Um, and so it definitely feels like it is a little bit of a, I want him there because I know I can And, and that's exactly why he shouldn't be there. Yep. That's exactly and why it should be somebody that's, else. That's the point. Yep. If Holden was in charge of... Medina and the, the transport union, then it would actually be controlled in part by Earth. Mm -hmm. And that it would just lead down uh, the wrong path. Yeah. Like Holden would absolutely give her the business. Like yeah. he, he loves arguing with Avasarala. There's, <laughs> he loves it. He loves, he loves pointing out how wrong everybody is. Um, but it's still he he knows that it's she's putting him there because she knows how to get to him and and he sees that better than anybody. He's not as as Avasarella once said, he's an idiot, but he's not stupid. Um, so obviously, like he believes that the belt should have pa more power, and I mean it it kind of goes all the way back to like his his speech that he well the speech both he and drummer give because he's watching these 
negotiations go on and he sees what's happening. The whole reason he cuts in is because he can see that they're going to keep shutting Drummer down. And Holden is, if anything, he's nothing but a good ally. You know what I mean? Like he, he, if he sees like somebody getting something and they don't deserve it or they're right, he's going to say something. That's you know what he does. And his, I mean, man, there's so much good dialogue in that scene when they're sitting around the table. Like, cause yeah. uh, in, in the last episode, I talked about how drummer brings up the point of like, if we ally with you, will you remember us? So here we are sitting at the table. The battle's over. Belters died fighting other Belters. Belters were yeah. killed by other Belters. And she says to her, the belt with, will treat you with respect. You have my word. We will take our, ni- our niche in the future and allow you yours. You have my word. Is that good enough? Will you take that? Why is your word enough for me and mine not enough for you? Because mm-hmm. here it is. Avisarala is doing the exact thing she said she wasn't going to do. And that's not giving them the the seat of power just representation because we don't yeah. want the belt to have power we can't trust the OPA which brings Holden around to saying like if you can't put your lives in their hands you don't trust them mm-hmm. uh, and okay. it just goes back to human nature of trusting mm-hmm. what is familiar yeah and Holden pushes her to reach out of her comfort zone and I think that is a great spot for the soul system in general. I was going to say the universe, but there's a lot more now in the, <laughs> the universe. universe. <laughs> um, I just, I just, I'm, I'm looking at my notes. And every time I look down, I see like another really great bit of dialogue from that, that scene, like Holden's speech to Avasarala is so like, damn, like he's just some guy and he's straight up. Like the president of earth is right there. What's he doing? You're you're wrong, ma'am. You're being mean. Trust yeah. them. And like, you know, I, I I love how he says her, like, if you can't trust them now, you never will. We will exactly. never get past this. Exactly. And I just I loved his whole speech. I love how when he was like, uh, Naris wasn't wrong and everyone looks at him like he's crazy. Cause you know, Marco tried to kill him personally, and he's just like, no, the man wasn't wrong. Yeah. Um, and he's not, you know, the belters. Every time there's a new future, the Belters can never see themselves in it. because They get the, the short end of the stick. They get the short end of the stick. The inners always take everything before they get, you know, a chance. So here they are doing it again with the Belters right there at the table. And they're doing it again. But, man, when, when all eyes turn to Holden, <laughs> Avasarala says, James, it's time for you to make history. Again, I was like, not again. No. Don't. And like, I also love how when he finally says, okay, I'll think about it. She's like, more coffee. Cause like, that's the only way you're going to ply Holden is with Get a lot through, of coffee. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that scene was really good. And I mean, the guy keeps giving great speeches because then it cuts to his inauguration or whatever you call it. His like. I'm the president of the transport union ceremony, which everybody looks so good. Can we just talk about everybody's formal wear? Because everybody looks so good. (laughs) Naomi looks amazing in another formal wear. Amos is there in his normal jumpsuit. Clarissa was not invited because she's a fugitive. 
Bobby's in a great look. Holden's in like the suit. Drummer is in almost the exact same outfit, but has nicer shoes on. Avasaral has this beautiful wedding dress on. Mm-hmm. Like she showed up for the wedding of the belt and everyone else. Um, but I love how Avasaral starts to step in and Holden's just like, before I agreed to take this job. And she's just like, oh no, not this. <laughs> like, I love how she knows he's like, he's doing something. Um, and I, I also love, uh, <laughs> I love that he played 4D chess against Avasarala and won. Yeah. <laughs> we love growth. Like, but, um. Well, man. you said, like, she always thought she had Holden at the palm of her hand. And mm. she doesn't. Like, she realizes oh. that he is able to advocate and think freely. And he doesn't have to bow to nobody. Um, and he will make his own decisions. That's the Holden yeah. that we love. And that's the guy who pushes the button and doesn't think about the consequences of those yeah. buttons um, that we know of. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of the times of Asarala saw him as an impulsive kind of person that had no direction, no thought of why he did the things that he did. But he showcases that he can play the big game mm-hmm. yeah. over and over and over again. And he cites her in his speech. Yeah. This is a very wise woman once said, you shouldn't believe what people say. Just watch what they do. Mm-hmm. And then and he's she's like, like that mother. <laughs> like, he's just like, mm, might mess around, <laughs> might resign <laughs> as soon as I get my job. <laughs> LOL. Um, I do. I, I got to say, I really love the particular part of his speech where he he gives away what he's about to do. He said, this new union is going to be a critical part of our future, a future that for the first time the belt will truly share in. I'm not a belter. I'm just a man from Earth representing people I respect and sometimes love. And I also love how he looks right at Naomi when he says that. And she's all like, that's my man's. Uh, I'm an outsider and I always will be. And there's a problem with that. (laughs) Avasarala knows what's coming, which is why my first official act as president of the transport union, I resign. The future of the belt has to speak with the belter's voice. And in that spirit, I'm proud to introduce the new president of the transport union, Kamina Drummer. And he runs away before anybody can bother him. He gets out of there. He's like, and I love how, first of all, I love how proud Naomi is. I don't know how much she knew going into it. Because it looks like she's just very excited that something is happening, but she could also be very excited for what's coming. But when he does that, she looks so proud of him and proud of what is a, is happening at the same time. And that's probably so momentous for her, you know, because all, all she's wanted to do is help the belt and get the belt to where it wants to be. That's why she joined the behemoth. That's why she left them in season three. And she's watching Holden finally be like, peace out, power to the belt, y'all, and walk out. And watching her best friend, or girlfriend, I don't know, step up on the stage and become the leader of the transport union. And all the emotion in that scene is just so good. Seeing, like, Joseph and Michio respond to it and being so excited and, like, you know, their their little shared look at the end, Holden and Drummer, and man, what a great emotional scene. I love it. Yeah, I, I just truly want to believe that um, Drummer, Micho, and Joseph were able to recover from where yeah. they were and um, the anger they had towards each other uh, through 
not just the piracy that they were going through, but the mm-hmm. the, the spiral of yeah. drummer becoming so hateful. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and now that the war is over, um, there'll be that time to repair yeah. and reconnect. And I, I truly hope that they're able to to get back together, especially yeah. with their their family at large. And this job allows drummer stability because yes. she's going to be based at Medina. She doesn't really have to be on a ship going into battle, doing anything dangerous. She'll be coordinating from Medina. So this gives them a chance to all be together. And I mean, that's what I would love that for her. I want them to have like this, this family again, because they clearly love each other so much. And the war was so hard on them and they were willing to leave so that she could fight the war, but the war is over. Like you said, there's time because the war is over. And now like their, their wife, girlfriend, boss lady is the the president of the transport union. Yeah, but I don't Anything want to go possible. back to her because of that, okay? Well, that's yeah. not the only reason. But yes, there's, right. there's... Anything is possible now. So there's a a chance they could rebuild what they had. Maybe Oksana and Berthold will come back. Who knows? But the possibility is there because she's like a leader now. And and there's no nothing that they have to physically fight for anymore. So they can finally focus on each other. I'm happy for them. Just like I'm happy that Drummer and Holden finally put aside their differences and worked together to play 4D chess. <laughs> All right. Anything else on series? Yeah, because there's still like three more things that we need. Nah, to I, that's it. I think we, we did all we could for the, the, the speech there. I think we had enough fun with that one. All right, so let's get to the Rossi. I absolutely love that Bobby gets to sit on the pilot seat and she's like, oh, what does this button do? And Holden stumbles. Um, I thought it was really cute. And again, it just shows the they, they are a family and they've come so far from like Bobby not trusting them um, to what they are now. Yeah, I like that um, they they kind of leave it open-ended as to whether the the pilot position is still a shared job or not Mm -hmm. because Holden was only okay at it um but also it seemed like a lot of people weren't willing to fly the ship during the war so like if it was a shared job we didn't see that uh before so we don't know but either way like I'm sure they're all relieved that somebody else is flying the ship so even if only sometimes but I, I did love that she, like, did that and, and the little stumble. She's like, I hope she's kidding. Um, but it's good to see her be part of the crew and, and to take that position and um, to see them kind of see the family kind of grow yeah. uh, like that. So that, that way she doesn't get stuck in a boring job. She gets to, like, help fly a ship and be with people who, who care about her. Same with Clarissa. Yeah. Um Love that. So moving moving along like the I thought it was very interesting that when Holden joins Naomi and she's talking to him about making the choice to do something to help others. Um we get to see the aftermath of um 
what happens to Philip. And I think that a lot of people will be surprised to see that he has escaped and has survived. Mm -hmm. And it's so nice to see him put as his name ID or pilot ID, sorry, Philip Nagata. Mm -hmm. Um, He strips himself away from Inaros and what he was before. And, I think that some people might not forgive him for what he's done, but we also have to remember that he is a child Mm. um, brainwashed by his father. And the fact that he's able to fully remove himself from the shadow of his father Mm -hmm. and be on his own is truly important, truly powerful. And who knows if Naomi will be ever able to know that her son survived. Um, But at least she knows that like, or at least we know as the audience that she made a difference in his life Mm -hmm. and he will be able to survive and be better than what his father was. And and I, mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed that. I, I really appreciated this particular moment and how it was put on top of her discussing their need to help everybody and others. Yeah. And I mean, there's a, I put a note in my notes for the third episode. Um, there's a, Marco says to, to Philip when he's trying to convince him to, to commit, he says, um, uh, where is it? You and I were meant to be in, out here in the darkness, in the fight. That's who we are, who we were born to be. Never forget what your name is, the name we share. And here we are, the finale. And he has turned his back on the name they share and picked a new name, mm-hmm. one that he would rather share. And that's yeah. the name of Naomi. And it's not even just, you know, that she affected his life so much, but as he learned in a couple episodes previous, either she nor or Holden saved his life. And so they gave him the chance to escape his father. And so his choosing Nagata as his name is also a symbol of I'm choosing the parent who tried to save me twice over three times over actually, because she told him how she tried to save him the first, like when he was an infant. And I just love that. I, it's so symbolic. And then, like you said, you loved how this this talk about we don't get to know if the the good things we did have an have the impact we want. Now, that was that was a speech from the book, but it was about his little YouTube project because he was like, I don't know if my if this will mean anything. She says, you don't get to know that, but you did it. And that's what matters. She doesn't know. She doesn't get to know that her son made it off alive because of her choices. But she tried and that's all she gets to know. And we know as viewers that she succeeded in saving Philip one last time. For good. There's such a subtle but powerful moment in this season that the... I forget... Why are words struggling with me today? Where Philip um, realizes and comes to terms with who he really is, not Marco's son, but Naomi's son. Yeah. Yeah. It's so powerful. I mean, both both parts of the conversation. So, by the way, the moment I did cry was when I realized Philip was getting off the Pella. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
while Naomi was talking, that was the one when I muted myself to cry. Oh. When I saw that. Um, first of all, the whole thing, both parts of these convert, both parts of the scene are really powerful. Both what's what's going on with Holden and Naomi and what we are finding out happened with Philip. Because these are these are themes that have come up time and time again. Like, is the good thing we do going to matter? Especially because all Holden ever tries to do is good. Then you had Naomi who tried to help the the Belters on Ganymede. And she could only help, what, 51 or something like that? And, um, you know, how she tried to help push the belt forward on the behemoth. And how Holden tried to help the first settlement on Illus. And how he also tried to help stop Ashford from destroying. They both have tried to do good over and over and over again. And now we're here. And and the, the struggle is, as far as we know, over. And we're asking, Holden's once again asking himself, is the good we do, is it going to matter? Like, you're, I hope I did the right thing. And Naomi says, by trying to do the right thing, you did. Yeah. You don't get to know what the impact was, but you did it for the right reasons. You did it to do something good. You did it to help people. You did it to put power in the hands of people who deserve it. And that... Or not deserve it, but people who never had that power. And and that's what makes it the right thing. And I think it's super important for people to actually understand what she's saying and live to that. Because a lot of the times people will do things to see how it benefits them. Or if they can see the repercussions of their actions. Instead of just doing it for the goodness of their heart. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it? What is it? what's in it for me mentality and what am I going to get from it what are the the immediate ramifications of what I'm doing um Mm. and that's not a really good way to live by because for the most part you're going to get disappointed because sometimes the outcome is not going to be what you want it to be Mm -hmm. go ahead oh but if you go in with the right intentions then you don't get to feel as disappointed as if you were expecting something else Mm -hmm. Taking a step back and looking at the surface of it, we have the redemption arc of Clarissa. We have the redemption arc of now uh, Philip. We have more ingrained redemption arcs for everyone that was on the Kent. They all had things to hide from and come back from. So this story overall is one of acceptance and um, everyone has done something shady and coming back and doing the right thing. And you're right, you don't always know that your actions are impacting people in a positive way. Um, But you plant the seed, and hopefully you get to find out one day that that grew into something uh, worthwhile. And I think that's one of the great things about this show, is you Mm -hmm. get to see that progression, and you get to see Avasarela from season one hanging belters uh, Mm -hmm. and making them suffer to Mm -hmm. now trusting Drummer with leading um, such an important role. So it it is a great story, and I Mm -hmm. absolutely love it. Um, I had one thing I wanted to go into, but I don't want to do it without making sure Andrea doesn't say anything, just in case I go off for too long, because I'll feel bad. (laughs) We could set a timer if you wish. Well, I don't. No, well, I think, don't I do that because I know that will stress me out. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Double-edged sword. You're good. Okay. I just wanted to talk about the last few seconds we have on the Rossi, 
So I, I joked about it in the show notes, but one of the funniest things to me is that Holden is always worrying about something. And usually it's the next thing. So here they are. They just won a war. He just gave power to the belt. They finally have all the time in the world. They're sitting there. He's like, well, there's going to be a lot of ships going through the ring right now. You know, piracy will be an issue. Maybe uh, we can fly security for freighters. And she's just like, mm-hmm. And then he, then he keeps going, oh, maybe we can get a consulting gig on, on one of the colonies. And she's like, mm-hmm. And he goes, and we still don't know what happened to that protomolecule. Sooner or later, we're going to have to deal with that. And she just cuts him off. And she's like, you know what? Can't we just stay here for a minute? Yeah. And Holden looks at her. And for the first time since season one, this man finally lets go of what's going to happen next and just lives in that moment. I should, and I think uh, that is that is. Go ahead. No, I feel like this is like my life. Can you calm yeah. down, Andrea, for a second and not think <laughs> about everything else? Just enjoy yeah. the effing moment. Yes, dear. And that's that's part of why I've always identified with Holden is like because of my ADHD, I'm constantly like stressed out about the aftermath of my choices, right? Like constantly, and that's why I'm so indecisive. So I'm like, well, what happens if I make this decision and it's bad? Like, I overthink about my decisions. And it's always been an issue and I've tried to fix it. But it's one of those reasons why I liked Holden. Because he's always like, he literally is always thinking about the next thing. But if I make this decision, what happens next? And I can't sit still. I can't sit in silence. I can't just relax because I got to worry about what I want to do. I got to worry about what needs to be done. I got to do this. And I guess. And so having this moment where he's doing what he always does. And now he's just like, can you just sit with me? please like we want to work and we just can you please and he does it that's the culmination of holden's arc that's it him finally being like you're right i'm gonna stop worrying for a second and just like sinking into the moment yeah holden needs to deal with like his skinniness go get some popeyes (laughs) space popeyes space drive-through popeyes the the there's gotta be a wendy's nearby or something (laughs) The the second time I cried was uh, when it transitions from Holden and Naomi sitting together, resting on each other, to the Rossi going off to become one with the stars, yeah. which is a beautiful shot to end on. Absolutely yeah. stunning. Yeah. Like the fact that just like Epstein, where now his ship is like, one with the stars like you you can tell where it is but it's so far away that you could confuse it for a star and now here goes the rossi off into the distance an unknown future but it doesn't matter because holden james holden is living in the moment yeah wow and then of course the spooky music at the end Talk about a hey if we get the chance. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe Holden has a right to worry. (laughs) I remember uh, when I watched it, I don't always watch through the credits the first time, and I'm watching with my friends, and I sat through the credits because I was crying. And I hear the music getting louder and the lights going, and when it cut to black, it went, ah, guys? And, And the one friend goes, well, it's done that before for every episode, right? And the other one goes, no. No, it hasn't. So we were all just like, we went from like an emotional 11 to like a confused negative 11. (laughs) Like, but man, what, um, 
what a absolute episode of television uh and what a finale what a no we're gonna we're, way to to round off everything yeah mm-hmm. yeah i i want to know your closure. thoughts Please, I'm not a big me. fan of a lot of television series and the last moments. They're always a little cheesy or a little. Yeah. Eh. And I really enjoyed the the fate nothing um, going into the stars. I thought that was a really nice touch. I think there's a lot of open ended pieces to this story that uh, either will lead into other potential stories or into mm-hmm. video games or to something else there's a lot more that could happen yeah um we we know from the books there's other stories to explore that are still ongoing and affect the the whole system so there's there's a lot more potential and i'm excited for uh, any piece that we're still going to get I was okay. trying to make sure I wasn't hearing things. Okay. Andrew, what did you how how do you feel about uh the ending of the expanse? Um, I like the way that they closed out all of the stories that revolved around the Rossi of Asarala, um, drummer. It was a nice send-off. Um, and it wasn't like Fred said cheesy or or just too much. It's the way that the character should have ended with. It's their happy ending. Mm-hmm. Um, or quote unquote happy because <laughs> some of them suffered um mm-hmm. quite a bit. Um the only thing that just left me like w- wanting more was the whole Laconia thing. Um, but I can overlook it with how peaceful things ended, mm-hmm. which is not how it started. <laughs> Um, so it's nice to see everything come full circle. Yeah. I, so, I mean, everybody worries about a final episode and I know when people saw six episodes, they worried, um, that it was going to be rushed like Game of Thrones, but I think all of us at this point know we can trust these writers. Um, they've stayed mostly the same all these years. The authors are in the room. I, I think we could mostly trust them to stick the landing and as an ending for the the story i've already said how i feel about strange dogs and also i still don't fully know how i feel about strange dogs as the end of the expanse i think it's it's fitting it's hopeful and you know despite how i might feel about the rest of the season and everything else i think it's a really great close i think I think the finale itself is strong as a finale. Um, I mean, I feel emotions every time I watch it. So I, I think it succeeded in in doing that. Um, but I, I personally think it was like a, a fitting end to the show. Uh, it kind of left me feeling the same way I felt when I finished book six, which was that that hope. Um, that maybe the stars will be better off with us. And that is the line that book six ends on. And that's why I love the ending shot being the Rossi flying off to blend in with the stars. So beautiful and fitting because it matches up with a line from a book without having to say the line from the book. And um, I think 
they with what they could with what they had i think they did it uh, i think they delivered a mostly satisfying ending i agree um and I, I thank God. No, I'm just kidding. I, I trusted them. I know a lot of people are burned from from Game of Thrones, but um, I think these guys were always going to stick, mostly stick that landing. So comparing just very, very in short the books to the season, there's there's a lot of parallels, and I think they did the book series a lot of justice and i think they did a really good job obviously there was a lot of um, divergence from the books and we saw that obviously if you want to quote game of thrones in in that series as well they had every opportunity um to take bigger leaps they could have um, killed more characters they had that opportunity calling this the series finale um Mm. There was opportunities for Bobby or Amos or basically any one of the main cast to, to depart, um, but they chose not to. So that leaves a lot, uh, lot to come, and we will dig a lot deeper into this as we go to the the series wrap up episode. But um, I'm really happy with the way that this um, this season wrapped up. Yeah, man. Yeah, lots of uh, lots of emotions. Yeah, it's it's sad that it's come to an end, but um, I, I don't think this show the the type beam is over. There, I think there's going to be a lot more content to come. We're going to have a lot more um, opportunities with uh, the coming books. We can break those down. Mm-hmm, we've I been agree. we've been wanting to do season comparisons with yeah. the books for years, and we keep talking about it, and life happens and whatnot but those are opportunities to come uh we also yeah. have the new drummer game um plus yep. the the role-playing game that dropped last year yeah was that two years ago now uh th- th- there's lots of content to come so yep. don't and uh don't hang up your earphones <laughs> just yet there's still going to be a lot of a lot of type beam to come yeah and andrea and i never did um episode by episode coverage of the first two seasons anyway so that could even just be fun yeah, it would be nice. Especially to with do... the whole show behind us now. <laughs> yeah. With the whole show behind us, it would be nice to do um, like a C or not a season overview. We're still going to do that, obviously, but a series overview mm. uh, from the events of the Canterbury through to uh, the Free Navy. So yeah. the, there's a lot of story points to hit and go back on and see how certain events impacted future events etc so uh, i'm looking forward to doing some of that analysis yeah i mean this is how we hang out most of the time so i wouldn't like the show to go away just yet oh don't worry yeah it's true that is true though but I don't yeah, know, a phone been... call without recording just seems weird these days you know i i do try i have tried but y'all are very booked and busy. We are so busy. <laughs> I, I tell you, I work 40 hours a week, and I swear I'm in 30 hours of meetings, and most yeah. of those are also recorded. Yeah. I work at Starbucks, so I can't. Um, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely don't think this is the end of the tight beam. Just the end of, like, our coverage of this new episode. Yes. Hold on, sorry, the cat's trying to trying to join me again, and I can't have that. Um, but yeah, this is it's just it's one end, uh, but an end is always also a beginning, just like the end of the expanse, because it's the end of of 
it's the end of the conflict that started the story, but the beginning of the the everyone's lives, you know? Yeah. So, yep. Sorry, the cat. Because <laughs> we, we can't have one last episode coverage without one last cat interruption. Well, any last uh, closing remarks before um, we get to the to the final wrap up? No, yeah. I think um, oh, we've emotionally <laughs> invested a lot of time into the this. And I'm back. Hello, everyone. Time for your listener responses. So we got um <laughs> a metric heck ton of replies uh on this tweet which i was so excited about like we got a huge response compared to like what we normally get and that's kind of what i expected so i'm gonna go through as many of these um as i can i probably won't be able to read all of them uh so just hang tight and we'll read through as many of these as we can so if you recall uh we tweeted (laughs) Need more tissues? What did you think of the Expanse 606? What was your favorite part, your MVP? And I used a gift that I had made of when Naomi cuddles up to Holden and says, like, let's just stay here a minute, because that was kind of the vibe I wanted um, after finishing the series. So the first answer we got was Andrew Desert Granite on Twitter, who said, the moment of the gif I posted. Let's just stay here for a moment. Shows that this story is part of a larger universe, but also that it is over. The lead characters finally get a little rest after so long. There is more mystery, but ultimately it doesn't have to continue. And, you know, listening back, I actually, I realized this is something really beautiful, how like this is the beginning of their lives. And I didn't realize I said that. So like I was sitting here listening, like, wow, that was so profound. Um, so it's nice that you had the same thought. Henry Cyclops, Henry Cyclops on Twitter said, my favorite part is the very end. It gave me optimism for the future. This is such a great sci-fi show based on realism of what life may slash will be like when we start mining in far space. This should be taught in schools. Dreomi Girl, Dreomi Girl on Twitter said, I'm sad Naomi is still with Holden. At least he learned and did the right thing when he put Drummer into power. I cried so much for Naomi, I still can't stop. And honestly, yeah, every time I think about her scream, I just kind of die a little more inside. Dominique is such a powerhouse. Hassan Scarborough, Fitmatic on Twitter, said episode six was, out- six was outstanding. My favorite part is seeing Philip leaving the Pella. The MVP goes to Kamina Drummer. My second favorite part is Laconia's commander turning down Marco's request for asylum. Proto Molecule is alive and well. Uh oh. Big uh oh. <laughs> um, Lori, Lori D T Man said. It was a fantastic finale. Really enjoyed all of it, as I don't like the long fight battle scenes so common to the end of most sci-fi comics movies. Loved there were planning for the future meetings at the end. I rated The Expanse 606 a 9 on IMDb, but 605 a 10. Russell Cole, R. Cole Sooner said, I was surprised by how happy I was to see Nagata's son escaping the doomed ship. We love a redemption arc, I guess. Anna B., Agent Browniak, 
said, so many favorites. Drummer is MVP, but oh, Philip Nagata made me cry. The Scream, Clarissa's Meal, Amos in the Crate, Good Hunting, Holden doing his own thing to Avicerella's frustration once more, Avicerella admitting it was too little too late. The whole thing, basically. I mean, yeah, that's fair. The whole thing. Monica P. Hall, Conduit of Healing, said, Naomi Trigger the Entities, that scream will haunt me forever. MVP, Kamina Drummer, she was absolutely brilliant in the finale and deserved to be recognized for the powerhouse she is. C. Atlas Moam said, The whole episode was such an amazing end to the show. I did get worried Philip's story wasn't going to close properly, though. I almost cried when he finally saw what Marco really was and left the Pella. It was such a powerful moment when he changed the registry to Philip Nagata. Keola34, Keola341 said, Awesome, what a fantastic finale. My favorite scene was the Rossi family eating Clarissa's home-cooked meal before the big battle. MVP Clarissa and her come-along strap. Like, she saved the day. You know, saved the day. Fitz Bushnell said that lean in and arm squeeze, nothing to do but comply happily. True. Like, hold it. What's holding going to do? Say no. Come on. <laughs> Ronnie Cameron, Arch Cam Cam said all of it. Yeah, all of it. Phoenix R, Phoenix R on Twitter said, I cried into my big pillow to save tissues. Thanks, COVID. When Peaches gifted the trinket to Amos, 11 out of 10 wholesomeness. As always, my MVP was Holden Drummer 2022. Yeah, like, <laughs> like you know those Avicerala Draper shirts that go around? We need a Holden Drummer 2022 or, like, Drummer Holden 2022, like, since she's the president now. Alacrity17, Alacrity17 on Twitter, said the battle scene. OMG, I have never felt so tense watching a battle before. Dale Beltalota Barker, Dale Dale Barker 4, said drummer not dying. And I, I just had to include that. That just made me laugh. Yeah, they tried to trick us, didn't they? We too smart. Paul Van Vleck, Paul Van Vleck said, Naomi, MVP, as she made the incredible decision to set off that ship, she knew what it would cost her. Powerful. Alicia Bankafer. Alicia Bankafer said, too many to count. I think what sticks with me is that everyone did something heroic. Equals self-sacrificing. Putting their life on the line, pushing a button, making a tough decision, a complete lack of self-importance. I agree. I think that's what makes the finale so powerful as well. I, I'm, this one made me laugh too, so I really, I really wanted to read this one. Faith Smug Princess said, my favorite part was when the aliens we've been waiting to interact with the whole show finally made a sort of appearance just to end the show right before anyone can even talk to them. It is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're here for the aliens, it's pretty frustrating. <laughs> like, I, I <laughs> like, it's like, oh, man, aliens all the way down. And then <laughs> the show ends right when we start to, like, wake them up. Luke Moore, Luke Moore Music said, I'm torn between the amazing direction and camera work to show the hole in the side of Drummer's ship or the Rossi crew having their dinner. Could have easily been a show ending shot. It was cool to see Drummer's new window. Professor Funkhammer, uh, Powerhouse Plier, Player, 
you know what? When you when when there are letters missing, I I can't read all of a sudden. I don't know. Said watching Philip Anaros's faith in his father dwindle down to absolute zero. <laughs> Absolutely true. Like watching it play out in real time was a lot of fun. Jason Bender, Jason Bender said, drummer looking out of the massive hole in the wall of the bridge was amazing. Secondly, the fact that the colonist story was unfinished was actually quite cool. We, we stand an open ending, you know. Inari Hada, Hatter Daisuke said, this one made me laugh too, I'm sorry, the way you typed this, said, fave moment was when you see Philip go, I am a head out. Like, as soon as I read that, obviously I pictured the Spongebob meme. Thank you for the laugh. I really appreciated that one. K-Series Right, K-Series Right on Twitter said, Tears formed when Naomi fell apart in James's arms after thinking she killed her son. That was the night scene. Bobby letting fly those torpedoes rocked. The space battles were awesome. The look on Philip's face when realization hit, then listing himself as Nagata. Stupendous. And James K0987 replied and had said, That scene really broke me. From the flashback to Philip as a baby and then the screaming, which immediately cut to silence as she cried in his arms, felt like a very genuine reaction. And now we know, like, Dom improvised that scream, which is absolutely insane. Like, she just felt so much emotion when she was acting that out that she just let it out. And uh, Stephen was also there with her and apparently, like, completely froze up and also started crying. So, like, the fact that that scene had so much emotion all around is just a testament to, first of all, the story and the performances, like, the people we see on the screen. So, like, I love reading comments about that now, knowing how much of herself Dominique had in that moment, so... Michael Percola, Michael Percola said, Amos screaming while strapped to a rock chair, falling through an insane space battle with railgun rounds flying past him. No one dies with a full bladder. Genuinely cried laughing the first time I watched that. Genuinely cried laughing the first time I watched that. I'm not joking. Fleur, Fleur Colaco said, when Philip changed his surname to Nagata, and again, that was one of the, like, times I cried watching this episode. So, Jamesh, Jamesh on Twitter had a couple of things. So I'm going to run through them for you. Three favorite parts among a favorite episode. Number three, Peaches replacing Amos's Oni pin and making one for herself. I honestly couldn't tell if Amos was pleased or bothered by that part. The pin is supposed to have a deeply personal significance if the graphic novel is canon. And you, it's in, interesting that you bring up the graphic novel being canon because this episode also, excuse me, I chugged a lot of water right before this. This episode had another moment that like brought into question the canosity of that comic, that graphic novel, which up until this point had been canon. But when Naomi is talking to Amos and she says like, you were on the camp before me, but in the graphic novel... Amos was on the can't after Naomi. It was like Holden, Naomi, Amos. More questions than answers, Jamesh. More questions than answers. But that's a question you could probably ask like Wes or Ty uh, for their for their podcast if you want to know the answer to that, how Amos felt. Anyway, number two. 
The Rocinante leaving series for the final time, beautifully rendered. All the VFX were beyond amazing, and that's why they filmed this episode with the first one, so they could have all that time. And number one, I, I, I see what I did there, so... One was the Oni pin. Two was the Rasante. Number three, Clarissa preparing her home-cooked meal for the crew after her devastating news. It was a callback to safe and a beautiful moment in itself. So, yeah. Very true. All really great moments and standout moments from the episode. Shadowy cabal enthusiast, the Chandler dude, said, I honestly didn't believe the finale could resolve as well as it did. It was thrilling and moving and beautiful. So much TV sci-fi has been empty, pulpy fun, but The Expanse was everything sci-fi should be, thrilling and thoughtful, and the characters were outstanding. And then Kyle Ruggles, Kyle Ruggles replied, me too. They really pulled it off. I was shocked to find out it was only like 61 minutes, not the 75 I was hearing about just a few days prior. They finished it up perfectly, it has become my new Star Trek, and I will be waiting for the next chapter. Nao, St. Zhao, underscore St. Zhao, said, My MVP will always be Naomi Nagata. I mean, she came up with the idea of killing Marco by waking up the entities and by doing so, killing her own son. That's just insane, but despite that, she managed to press the button. And someone actually replied, and I really like this reply as well, VV series, Corinda said, when her partner couldn't. Abi Dabi 5, Abi Dabi 5, said, Final monologue from Naomi was a perfect expression of the show's ethical message. And I agree. I think that's why it stands out to me and why it's one of my favorite monologues from the book as well, is just how perfectly it illustrates uh, the idea of the book. And specifically, like, Holden. Uh, Holden's mentality as well. <laughs> Chicken Warrior. Jorge underscore Za97 said, At the round table to Avicerala, drummer, why is your word good enough for me and mine not good enough for you? Chills. Yeah, me too. I felt so much watching that. Like, oh, it was so good. It was so good. Da 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 da. You know. So. Like I said, we got a ton of responses, like an absolute ton. And I had originally said I was going to come back to the replies talking about hoping for more expanse. But with the amount of replies we got and the fact that I've been reading replies for 15 minutes, <laughs> according to my count, uh, I think I'm going to have to leave it at that for now. And there's still more replies on there. So feel free to hop into that thread for, you know, um, us asking what everyone loved about the finale and take a look at what everyone said and see, you know, what's going on. Talk to your fellow fans and connect and, you know, talk about how what you loved about the show about or about the finale anyway. It's just so wild that it's kind of come to its conclusion here, as far as we know for now. Um, and I'm still kind of wrapping my head around it. Um, but I mean, as long as it lives on in us, is it ever really over? Just food for thought. So that being said, this is kind of the end of the finale coverage. I mean, we still have the outro. Outro is coming. 
keep an eye out for a tweet asking for your thoughts on the season because we still have our two-part season wrap-up episode. We will be releasing both episodes on the same day, unlike this one where we separated them a little bit. Uh, They are just going to be broken up because we had to stop recording in the middle. We were going way over time. And it kind of gave us more time to talk about other things in the, uh, the season and things like that. So just keep an eye out for that tweet. Thank you again so much for all of your responses. Every single one, even the ones that didn't get read here. Like we really love how responsive everyone has been. I know I said response like a ton of times. I couldn't think of a better word. We really appreciate all the interactions we have with you guys. We crossed 1,400 followers today, which is absolutely insane to me. Like this morning, I tweeted a joke about how we had as many followers as there were ring gates. And like, as soon as I tweeted it, we had like 10 more. That's absolutely mind boggling for a show that like just concluded, you know, and we appreciate every single one of you. And like I always say, we cannot emphasize how grateful we are that you guys gave us a chance and that you've listened this long to to us rant or me talking nonstop about James Holden. I know it's so funny. (laughs) It's okay. I'm used to it. It's fine. Uh, so with that, I'm going to let it go into the outro. Keep an eye out for that tweet. And I'll see you in the next episode with your responses. Take care. Rasinante out. Oh, I hit the wrong button. All right. If there's nothing else to be said, um, let us know what you thought about this final episode, Babylon's Ashes. Um, did we miss anything? Did you enjoy certain parts that we didn't cover? Um, were there things that you agreed with or dis- uh, agreed with us on or disagreed? on um you can find us online you can email us at typebeam at randomchatter.com um or you can find us on twitter at the typebeam um you can find shannon um on twitter at what shannon <laughs> you can find me almost anywhere at shank and fred you can find me on twitter at freddie one kenobi that's f-r-e-d-d-y-w-o-n kenobi and you can find me on Twitter at catsbears. That's K-A-T-Z-B-E-A-R-Z. You can also find the Tight Beam and other shows um, at randomchatter.com. Help us spread the word. You can leave a review on your podcast podcast platform of choice. You can even just drop a rating on some of them, like drop us some stars. It helps us get noticed better on all of the uh, podcast platforms. You can also leave comments when we post our episodes on <laughs> on YouTube. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. We can improve our show uh, by hearing, you know, what you guys think of it. You can also share us on social media. We share every single episode on Twitter. We share questions uh, that you can answer to possibly hear your answer heard on the show. So help us out by, you know, when you see us, retweet us or quote tweet us, whatever you like to do. Also, word of mouth is very important. Tell your friends about us if they like The Expanse and are looking for a show. We had someone say they were looking for an Expanse show led by women, and they were excited to find our show. So if that's, yeah, if that's the kind of thing you're looking for, please, you know, share, tell people. 
we love having more people to talk to about the expanse especially like now that we can talk about all of it together <laughs> i was going to make a joke about being led by women and um pretending i was also not male anyway um <laughs> we won't touch that one so some final wrap-up comments on the episode or housekeeping uh, the music that you hear in this episode is Ursa Minor by Cell Dweller and as silly as this sentence sounds, all trademarks are owned by the respective owners. So thank you for listening and remember the cat. Remember the Rasinante. Remember the pellet? No. <laughs> what won't happen? Remember the Giambattista. <laughs> <laughs>